You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. Welcome to the Berkeley Local Podcast, a show about local businesses in the community. And I'm your host, Steve Johnson, a business owner, sometimes when I'm actually operating it, a Berkeley resident, and just generally someone who's interested in learning about great businesses in Berkeley. And I'm excited to have two more great guests virtually uh, on our show today. And uh, both of which are going to introduce themselves, and we're going to kick this great show of Berkeley Local off. So, Tara Brett, why don't you guys introduce yourself, and in 60 seconds or less, explain what you do. Hey, we're Tara and Brett. Um, We own Such Great Heights Marketing, which is a marketing company that's focused mostly on restaurants and the hospitality industry, helping them um, with social media, graphic design, menus, websites, pretty much anything that they would need. Um, I do most of the talking. My husband, Brett, does most of the, the, actual, events, yeah. <laughs> the actual real work. <laughs> so, And we've been probably doing business in Berkeley since 2012. And okay. Yeah. So speaking of restaurants, uh, Petro, why don't you introduce yourself and give a quick little overview of uh, your place in Berkeley and what you do. Yeah. Uh, Chef Petrogopoulos, owner of Republica in Berkeley. We are a family-owned gastro pub that uh, opened in 2013, so we're at almost seven years now, almost going on eight. And uh, we specialize in American comfort food uh, with an emphasis on healthy eating uh, and interesting uh, ingredients. And uh, obviously, we do a lot of farm-to-table. I do a lot of vegetarian and vegan influence. And and really, uh, we have the food culture to match a a great cocktail, cocktail and beer culture as well. Awesome. Well, what a great compliment, both of you, to the show today. I think we did this by design. Um, so let's let's kind of start with Tara and Brett, and then I'll kind of bounce back and forth between the two of you, and then we'll all get real hungry by the end of this episode, 100% chance. <laughs> so uh, Tara and Brett, what got you interested in starting your own gig? Uh, well, I had um, got my marketing degree from Michigan State back in the early 2000s. And I actually moved back to Grand Rapids, which is where I grew up. I'm not actually from Berkeley. And uh, I straight from that, I got a gig working, a pretty cool gig working for the Grand Rapids Griffins in an internship. Um, so from there, that was pretty cool. I minor league hockey team, team for those yeah, of those, league, those folks who don't hockey. know. <laughs> it was actually off season, so we didn't get to see the Griffins play. But there was actually um, a arena football team called the Grand Rapids Griff or Grand Rapids Rampage. Okay. And uh, so we got to do some like, you know, kind of stuff, throw some t-shirts in the crowd, that sort of thing. So that was cool. But then I moved on to another position at a manufacturing company in Grand Rapids. Um, eventually moved out here to Metro Detroit in 2007 and have been here ever since. Uh, I was working at an IT firm, um, doing their marketing. Then it was really, you know, around 2011, I would say where I just, Kind of got the itch to do something else, and I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Um, but I'd always kind of had that idea in the back of my mind just to kind of go off on my own and start my own little um, small marketing firm, just helping small businesses locally. So um, that's basically what happened in May of 2012. And that's how it all got started. And it actually got started with a, with a Berkeley legend, um, Mr. Kebab. Mr. I, Kebab, okay. Mr. Kebab, that, that, was, that was his first client. I was just in there talking to Sam, waiting for my food. And he was complaining about how, you know, he, he 
all these kids that were eager to do social media, but he didn't know anything about it. And they kept leaving. And I said, boy, got a guy for you. You should probably meet him. And they were, yeah, that ended up being uh, Brett's first client. That's funny. When I first moved to Berkeley, uh, I remember a friend of mine who lives in Lansing. He's just like, oh my God, have you been to Mr. Kebab? I'm like, what are you talking about? That place that's in the gas station at 12 and Coolidge? And he's like, oh, that's like my favorite place. You know, whenever I'm in town, I go over there. I'm thinking, what? Okay, I can't believe that. And I remember uh, ordering some carryout and going in there and it was just like package, 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 all ready to go at primetime dinner time. And people were just pulling up to this gas station. And I've still never got gas there, but I've pulled up to that gas station (laughs) dozens of times in like the five years that I've lived here. And that's so funny that a friend of mine from out of the market's the one who turned me onto it to begin with. It just goes to show that, uh, you know, great businesses are, are, can be in little spaces. So Pedro, so your background really starts way back to when you were a teenager for at least food and hospitality, doesn't it? Why don't you give me a little bit about your background and how it kind of led up to your business yeah. here in Berkeley? Uh, well, uh, I have done food and beverage now for, uh, 24 years almost now. And, and wow. 30, at 37 years old, uh, <laughs> There's nothing else I could do, I guess. I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Historically, uh, I'm from Chicago and came to the Detroit market in 2011. Um, my Where wife, in Chicago were you from? North side, northwest side? North, north side, north side. Yep. Okay. And, I lived in uh, Chicago for about 10 years, uh, partially on the west side in Naperville area. And then I lived downtown for a bunch of years too. Okay. So yeah, originally from kind of like Streamwood, Schaumburg area, Hanover Park. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Um, grew up there. And then, uh, we went, uh, you know, obviously I got a job just like most teenagers at a mom and pop next to my high school. I was, uh, 14 when I first started there. And at 15, I was in an organization called DECA. Uh, I don't know if everyone remembers distributive education clubs of America. Oh yeah. Was, it was definitely a turning point for me. Uh, the organization was great. It kind of showed me what what I was passionate about. And, uh, so I had the job working at the hot dog place, uh, making hot dogs. And I turned into, I guess the manager's, uh, know-it-all employee where <laughs> the manager would say something. And then I'd be like, well, actually it's this, and that's not the correct food cost. This is, and she got, uh, kind of angry with me. And so at 15, it's <laughs> <laughs> go figure, right? So at 15, uh, the owner, uh, his name is Keith Warwick. I'll never forget him. Uh, he walks in and I'm cleaning the wheels on the, on the Coca-Cola, uh, cooler, you know, the, like the glass door cooler that you get pokes out of. And yep. she's like, what are you doing? And I was like the, you know, the manager told me to clean the wheels. And it's like, if you've ever known anything about that, you don't ever clean the wheels of a Coke cooler. She wanted me to keep busy. It was a punishment because she, I had mouthed off or said something that she didn't like. Anyways, they get in an argument and said, it's, uh, basically me or him and the Keith, the owner said, well, you have your keys. And she goes, yeah. And he took his keys and threw them at me. He goes, can you open tomorrow? I go, yeah. And then I never, I never looked back, you know? So I managed that place at 15, 16, till I was about 18, uh, left there, uh, figured I was going to get a, uh, job in the tech industry. Um, went to get my degree, business information system, database design, uh, visual basic, Oracle, things like that. And then I 
get out and I'm just like, you know what? I, I really don't want to, um, to be in the tech field and not that I don't love it. I just, it's not me. So I decided to get a job as a sandwich maker for Jimmy John. Uh, okay. Isn't that a sandwich artist? Is it a sandwich artist? That's a sandwich artist. Sandwich artist. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was in, I was in, uh, Sandwich artistry. I'm going to move places, guys. Give me one second. The room's getting occupied. This is the power of podcasts and doing stuff remotely. You can do that, right? 100%. Um, if we're in Royal Oak at the studio right now. We wouldn't be doing it that way. We'd be like, what are you doing? Well, <laughs> the, the multimillionaire owner of the entire town area just walked in, took a meeting, so I figured I don't want to bother him. Is there too much echo in here? Uh, there's a little bit of echo in there, for sure. All right. As you play with that, I'm going to have Tara and Brett talk a little bit as you kind of move around, and then we'll get back to some of your background. So, Tara and Brett, what got you as you started your business focusing more on the restaurant industry uh, for it and going after clients? I think it was it was kind of a natural fit for us because we tend we love restaurants. Um, you know, one of our hobbies is is just going out and exploring local. So, I mean, we tended to just belly up to the bar and start talking. And, you know, we ended up getting quite a few clients around here. We met some folks at um, actually one of the big food distributors. And they kind of used us as an add-on for a while. And the more restaurants you get, the more restaurants you get. Because... um, you know, all the owners know each other and it's really a different world than say marketing for retail or marketing for, you know, something bigger. Um, you know, like a, you know, like a, a big formal tech company or something like that. Right. Right. Whatever it may be service like that. People all talk to each other in the restaurant industry versus Mm -hmm. some other industries where that probably isn't the case. I can agree with that. Like I I did sales for uh, Velasquez for a few years and I had clients in print advertising that was like the pizza industry, right? So all the pizza players, they all knew each other. They all knew what each other was doing. Same with all the independent grocers. It's like, if that's your industry, you kind of get to know each other and share things with each other. And at least you kind of know moves each other's kind of making. That kind of makes sense for the restaurant industry as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a natural evolution. I mean, we looked looked back at like three years after I had started the company, and I was like, wow, 95% of our client book is restaurants. So, Has that helped you guys in, in terms of being maybe more effective or, or kind of bringing a, a, a larger level of experience to each of these clients because you've worked with others and you kind of understand their needs and wants a little better than the average Joe. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah, I would hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. We're definitely um, pretty specialized in what we're doing and yeah, being able to see um, what's going on with maybe some of our clients and then being able to apply tips and tricks and just general strategies with other folks is uh, definitely beneficial for us. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I feel like I just went on a tour with Petro there. Uh, you feel like you're in a better space now? <laughs> I am. I'm in. I'm in an office right now. So you are I mean, looking more. You're looking more formal now. So I, I like. That. I know. I know. I, it's it, the feng shui is a little off, but I'll, I'll deal with it. Okay, that. but you can you can tough through it. Yeah, 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 for sure. 
So um, you were working at Jimmy John's, right? Yeah. So I, t- I took a job there. as a sandwich artist. You're right. Sandwich artist. And uh, I worked for about a day, actually, the end of my first shift. And they said, hey, you have management experience. I go, I did. I manage a hot dog spot. Like, we need a PM manager. So I was a PM manager for about three months. And then I turned to an AM manager. And then six months after that, I was a GM. And six months after that, I ended up working for a franchiser and a corporate level. And at one point, I had 13 Jimmy John's under me. Oh, um, wow. And then I left Jimmy John's to go to Marriott because I wanted to make the jump to uh, more fine dining setting, but more hospitality. Sure. So I got jumped into, I jumped in the Renaissance downtown Chicago, and I was there originally as a food and beverage supervisor. And then when I left, I was assistant director of restaurant. Um, but the Marriott training and the, the hotel training afforded me the ability to not only hone what I knew, which was the front of the house, the numbers, the operations, but then it's let me birth my back of the house career. And um, because I knew early on that if you're going to be successful, you need to know all aspects of it. Not unlike, you know, you know, Brett and Tara and when they're, they know all aspects of the marketing, not just, you know, we're an Instagram or this is how you do Facebook posts, but like the core marketing um, and they also know the social media and they can understand the PR and, and that's what makes them a really great um, company. And so the same thing goes for restaurant owners. You know, if you're just a chef, then there's only, you may do something really well, but that's just the one thing. And to be a business owner, it's never just the one thing. It's always multiple things. Oh, you're always wearing like lots of hats. I mean, I'm a small business owner and run a tour company and I do everything. Mm -hmm. And I talk to lots of brewery owners and it's always interesting. I can, I can always tell which breweries are going to do a better job when it'll be like someone said, Oh, I was a home brewer for 10 years. It's like someone saying I cooked at home for 10 years and then I started a restaurant, but I didn't know anything about business. And you get yeah. that a lot with brewery owners and then they took a lot of restaurant owners too. Don't worry. Right. I, I, I gotta believe it's totally parallels there. And whenever, yeah. whenever I, I'm sorry, continue. No, I was going to say the amount of people who said, well, I'm an influencer. I have a thousand followers on Instagram. Right. I'm like, yeah, you're going to be bad at this. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I see it a lot where a lot of times you need both of those sides to really see, see everything in your business. That's so insightful that you figure that out pretty early on uh, in your yeah. business. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was a great opportunity. Marriott was great. Uh, the amount of training that I got was amazing. It prepared me for the rest of my life. Um, and then I had left them. I'd met a, they were going to send me to Dubai to open the JW in wow. Dubai. And then I met a girl from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, staying in <laughs> Chicago at the time. And so goodbye to Dubai and uh, <laughs> making, making plans for Detroit, and uh, which was okay because uh, there was no opportunities for Marriott here. So I jumped with Tech State Brazil. I worked with them for about uh, a year in the Chicago, downtown Chicago location. And then I got to open here in Detroit, Texas State Brazil in 2011. So that's when I came. Back. That's that That's that one they had in what, the Compuware building? Compuware, yep. Or whenever Compuware, it was called Compuware, that. Yeah, yeah the, the uh, Brazilian style steakhouse is one price all you can eat steak. And, Where they uh, shave the meat and move around yeah. and... Like yep, everyone gets the meat sweats. Everyone gets the meat sweats and tries <laughs> right. to do it. Like the casino tries to beat the house. 
They're like, well, I'm going to get my value's worth, which never, ever happens, but we won't get into it. If this was a high-end show, I'd have some meat sweat graphic up there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I, uh, would you like me to stand up and do the pose with the <laughs> uh, You must have yeah, had to practice that. <laughs> yeah, then in 2013, I was like, well, it's time at this point because of uh, the time I spent with Jimmy Johns, the time I spent with Marriott, and I was on their opening team with Marriott, so I'd worked in L.A. and Dallas and the years I worked. So uh i at the point of 2011 when i was like i think it's time to open my own spot i had already opened 10 restaurants or pardon wow. me, i'd opened nine restaurants you know and so to me i thought in my head okay this is going to be great this is going to be easy and it's still even at nine it's not easy when you're doing it by yourself you know and when you're an entrepreneur it's always the hardest struggle because you can't pick up a phone and go let me get in touch with legal or let me get my accountant or the controller will answer the question for me, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I was lucky enough to open Republica in, in, in Berkeley, which is an amazing community in 2011. And we've been there ever since. So. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I love sure, going sure. in there. I live on kind of the other end of, not the other end, but the other corner of Berkeley off Buckingham North at 12 mile. So it's funny how distance, plays in that like if i want to go for a real long if my wife and i want to go for a real long walk we'll walk all the way out to your place and then sit outside and enjoy ourselves if we're being lazy then we go to something on 12 mile because you're on kind of that edge of coolidge before 11 mile but you're kind of out there by yourself i gotta believe at times that's 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 a good thing because you got your own thing going on over there i i will say that for years and and something our participation that my participation i know in the dda has been something that is trying to spur the like hey coolidge collective the coolidge corridor you know what does coolidge mean to berkeley and things like that um you're right it's definitely kind of out by yourself i had ellie's next to me unfortunately he the gentleman who and lady who owned that uh, they went home and they're just kind of done with the, the restaurant business. They, they traveled back to Europe. And uh, for all intents and purposes, I think what makes Berkeley great is the the fact that Berkeley itself is a great community. And it's surrounded by also great communities in Oak Park and Huntington Woods. And Huntington Woods is very close in Lee Tethered to Berkeley. And so I am definitely closer to Huntington Woods than I am of the downtown Berkeley area. And thus, I have to sit on the line of duality of like, you know, where does the majority of my, you know, my gas come from, you know, and, sure. and right now it's a healthy mix. Uh, you would think that you're like, oh, well, Berkeley, you know, probably comprises the, the lion's share. And I would say your Monday through Thursday, I would agree with you. Maybe, you know, uh, upwards, the numbers are looking at like 55 to 60 percent of Berkeley residents. Right. And then on the weekends, the power of restaurants is that people travel for restaurants. So on the right. weekend, you have people coming in from as far as Flint, sometimes to come to Republica, as far as the east side, Gross Point, St. Clair Shores coming into Republica. And why that's important is that I think the restaurant business, the brewery business, the this is these are all things that bring up people outside from your community into the community you're in. And what has been single-handedly and revitalizing a lot of, you know, other cities in Metro Detroit, you know, and making and is continuing to make Berkeley great. Was that part of your appeal then uh, for coming into Berkeley? Was was that you understood that? So it it is a hundred percent something that could have been seen by anyone who had done any kind of like commercial real estate of like understanding where the dynamics and, and the borders are. 
Uh, The biggest thing for me, though, was heart, uh, because Berkeley just reminds me of Streamwood, where I grew up. And it's very similar. Oh, yeah. And it's very, and I hope now you can appreciate that Streamwood, that because you know where I'm from. And yeah, you know, I know Streamwood. Through. I totally get it. Yeah, and so it's very Berkeley, and so it reminds me of home. And and so it was more of an emotional trigger than anything. I go, well, this I know these people because I am these people because I grew up here, and even though it wasn't physically here, I know what it is to be here, and I get it. And so that's what allows me as a chef or a restaurateur to go. I know what I want if I lived here and I'm going to get what I want here and then I can make it palatable for them to take the journey to a step above. You know what I mean? They wanted to sure. choose what they got was a seared lamb burger with, you know, feta, dill, green onion, scallions and, and Greek yogurt on it. Right. And why that might not have been in your head to try six months ago, you came here and you had my basic burger and you're taking a chance this time. Right. So, I mean, I get it. I understand it. And that's why I appreciate the community. So. We got pretty far into it till I got super hungry, though. So that was pretty good. I got a decent amount of the story in before he triggered that. And then I kind of thought that's what was going to happen. So Tara and Brett, so uh, besides your business in the restaurant industry, you guys also uh, like to blog and post and do pictures and go out to lots of places and have a good uh, feel that. uh, Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we have, in addition to such great heights, Mark, and you're actually part of it, we also do a food blog called Michigan Chews and Brews, which is focused 100% on um, the positive stuff that's all over the state of Michigan. And it's been awesome. Is We meet so many cool and amazing people, but it's to me, there's so much negativity. There's so many angry Yelpers it's so much more fun to go into a place and say, what can we find? That's awesome. What, what can we find to talk about? That's, that needs a little love. And, um, you know, we've met some really, really great people. We've gotten a few clients from it, but you know, the one thing about the site is we take all of our own pictures, everything you see on it, we've eaten and we like, so if we don't like something, we just don't talk about it. And, um, I agree, I agree with that. I'm the same way when it comes to uh, me visiting breweries and stuff in the uh, the alcohol industry, beverage industry. Uh, I really just I just don't talk about it if I didn't like it. I'd rather share the the all the great stuff that's going on because there's so much great stuff going on, and you know there's there's already too much negativity out in the world. We don't need another blog that's bitching about everything, do we? Right? I love that. That's how you guys approach it. Well, plus there's so many different stories. Like if you look, especially if you look at Berkeley itself, the personalities of all the restaurants are so different. Um, you know, we met Petro and started working with Petro, not because we were going after his account, but because we belly up at Republic all the time. Right. And, you know, we found a lot of, a lot of our clients because we live here. These are our friends. These are family. You know, this is like, this is our community. Um, and we really believe in restaurants and Berkeley's so cool because you can have places like Republica where you can get a lamb burger feta and, and the, um, sometimes the Tom John rolls when you want to bring those back, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've also got, you know, you've got cool places like, you know, Coco Fairfield, which is totally, you know, breakfast and amazing. Then you have been and Chris Bellies and it's just got such a personality 
like all the food is so different and complimentary. And um, I love that all the owners know each other and hang out. And, you know, it's just, it's a fun place to live. And yeah, I just, I just taped my previous show, Beer Tour Guy, available on all the podcast platforms. And I was interviewing uh, Kyle from Griffin Cloud Brewing Company, and he was talking about how kind of their next step uh, in the community is collaborating with other breweries. And that's a big thing in the beer industry is to two breweries collaborate. Uh, a brewer shows up to that, that brewery's facility, that other brewery's facility, and then they work on a recipe together. Right. Uh, Petro, is that something that you see on the restaurant side of the business where you collaborate with other chefs? Um, or at least, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I don't always hear about that or maybe I'm just I don't want, know. You don't you don't hear about it uh, because everyone is. Do you know what a lemur is? Like the little animal, the lemur. Yeah, I love those things. <laughs> yeah. So like whenever one lemur gets to another lemur, they run away and scurry. That's <laughs> That's is that like I, I walk into a room and go, oh, hey, chef, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Hey, what do you think about this? And they're like, oh, never mind. Then everyone just kind of runs away. I, here, The deal with it is this, is that we all uh, are operating to make the best product we can. And we do right. collaborate, but it's mostly behind the scenes. Like most of the time, it'll be a text message going, you what do you think about this? You know, hey, have you done, have you tried this before? Right. Testing and and, you know what your results of the testing is. And that's fine. Now I've done pop-ups where I've collaborated, uh, you know, with chefs. Uh, I think that we need more of it because of how successful Detroit shipping company was and is, uh, and you know, that's a food hall collective. And so I've had a lot of collaboration in there. I mean, uh, between, you know, uh, because I own Brujo tacos and tapas that's in Detroit, but it felt good to be chefs around, uh, and to, to discuss things right and then obviously we get to let off steam and just complain about the same things right and then that's a great thing too <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's an important part of running a business what whatever industry you're in is that you have outlets of people that are in like businesses that you could talk to about those things yeah. like i was yeah. at a conference in february behold when everything was still shiny happy and i was at a beer tourism conference with like believe it or not, beer tour operators across the country, right? And it was fun just being in a room sharing and we're all in different markets. So we're really not competitors to each other. And uh, you just kind of came out of that feeling like, all right, we're kind of all in this thing. And when you get to share with other chefs in that way or other restaurant owners, you're really getting to do that, especially now as we're going through such a crazy time to be a restaurant owner uh, dealing with COVID. Let's talk maybe just a little bit about that now of, of maybe things you've shifted uh, at Republica as a result of COVID, such as like how your menu might have shifted a little, maybe gained some efficiency as you've been going through this. Have you have you made certain changes like that? We have. I think that the story starts during the the bulk of it when the stay at home was put into place. And if you've uh, if you've ever talked to anyone who's ever taken a full service plated pub environment and tried to make it a carry out overnight it's probably akin to trying to take a semi and you pass the ramp and you're like oh no and you're trying to make the <laughs> ramp that's what it feels like right you've got guys that are and gals working in my kitchen that are used to been doing i mean we've done carry outs for sure right but the fact that we need three lines for the phones on a carry out right 
that the amount of paper and compostable to go containers, because that's a, that's a decision that we've made to do that we need to carry. Um, the amount of, you know, what does do people, you know, figuring out how our delicious fries can hold in a to-go container. And so that when you get it to your house, it's not going to be soggy. Right. Uh, these are all like the, the, the hoops to jump through, you know, and then in the beginning of the pandemic, we, I, I basically tailored the menu to individuals that wanted to buy in bulk. And so I was doing large family style portions and I was, you know, you like my meatloaf here. You said you like meatloaf. Here's a log of meatloaf, right? You said you like this. Here's two pounds of this, right? And it was designed so people could heat their food up and have it on day two and three and not feel like they're calling back, you know, every day to get something from someone or they maybe they're dropping off food for a friend and, and things like that. And so that was, I mean, it was, it was great. There was a lot of support during that time. Uh, now with the reopen, it is really about adhering to sanitation, social distancing, and rules and regulations, right? So we added a side patio uh, that's in our uh, driveway area leading to the back parking. That side patio increases about 25 seats on that, and they're spread apart. Uh, they're, it's bright red. You know, I've got some you know greenery around it. Um, and then our patio, which, you know, at one point we were, you know, marked as one of the top 10 patios in Metro Detroit has always been active, always been sought after. And inside we adhere by social distancing. So we do, uh, you know, six feet from center of seat, you know, to the center of seat. We basically are seating, even though all my, my tables and chairs are still in there, but we seat every two tables and chairs in the interior. So we're about 50% uh, inside. But the patio has been really good for us. Now, what means in the winter, if we continue down this route, is a different story. And where we all have to pivot things as well and see what that means for us in the future. Because, you know, in Detroit, we have, we basically get two months of great patio weather, right? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we're like right in the thick of it right now. Yeah, right now is the best, right? Um, It has, uh, there's significant changes to the way restaurants are run. You know, before we were checking sanitation three times a day, Republica is at our sanitation levels. When I say checking sanitation, I mean the levels and the efficiency of the chemicals that we're using for our plates and glasses, what we're using for surface cleaning. Now we're up to five, six times a day. We've got, you know, disposable surgical grade masks for the kitchen staff. Um, When, unfortunately, due to the air restrictions, when you're on the hotline, you can't wear it, you know, but. My staff gets tested. Uh, my front of the house staff is face masked up. They get tested, quantified. We temperature when everyone walks into work. Um, the The idea is that it feels, now it feels unnatural because these are things that we're doing that normally we weren't doing. And so it feels unnatural. So in our heads, we go, uh, this can't be right, right? Because, you know, it doesn't feel right for that to happen. But there is a look, and because of the work I do with the uh Michigan Restaurant Association being on the board for the Detroit Restaurant Association. And we talk about the reopening procedures. We talk about where restaurants are going. There are some things that aren't going to roll back even after this is done. And, and the reason being is that there are probably things that operators should have been doing in the first place that now they're being put to brass tacks about. And, uh, you know, the, there's a level of sanitation in restaurants that we, most restaurants, the average restaurant does 10 times more than you could ever imagine for sanitizing and cleaning, right? And in fact, 
breweries and distilleries the same way the oh, yeah. that happens in there you know is it sometimes boggles my mind right yeah sometimes oh. brewers will say i feel like i'm just a professional cleaner because yeah. so much of that process to make the quality product you really need to be good at doing that and restaurants are no different that's a good comparison yeah so brett and tara so from a marketing standpoint of working with restaurants like republica has that changed your messaging of what you might send out on social media and or email blasts or maybe suggestions you ask them for their website if you're helping them update and or brochures or any of those types of things, or maybe lack of brochures as a result of these COVID changes. Talk a little bit about that to us. Yeah, I think that the biggest challenge was we thought when everything was going to shut down initially, we were kind of like, all right, well, Rhett's got a couple months off. But it, the exact opposite was the case. I don't think he was, I don't think he's ever been that busy. And it's because, and you know, especially in the beginning, everything was changing. Um, you know, restaurants would be open and then they'd be closed. And then like Petra was saying, okay, now we have family style. Now we're doing, you know, we might have a new patio or we, like things are constantly changing. And I think it's shaken up a lot of um, a lot of owners that didn't have anything in place that didn't maybe have social media. Or yeah, I really agree with that. It's funny as you research places like I was up in northern Michigan a couple of weeks ago and we were researching a few places to maybe grab carry out from. And then you go to their, say, website and or a Facebook page if they have it or maybe Google Maps. And uh, some of those places just didn't update anything. And we're like, oh, my God, you know, like what? So what what's their story during this? It's really put a spotlight on that to if businesses weren't doing a good job of that, that they really need to be doing a good job of that. Now, everything you said makes sense. And it's been the the restaurants that we found that that were most successful were the ones that were communicating the most. This is what we are doing. This is what, you know, these are the measures we've taken. This is what we have to eat. You know, this is, this is the menu right. changes for today and being really flexible and creative. Um, th that's what we've seen has been, has been working really well. Um, you know, a great example is, you know, Coco Fairfields had to do a lot of changes on a dime. They have a very small space. And for, they, I mean, they created their own carryout window and built a patio. Marty built a patio over a weekend. So they have always been really safety. I think everybody in Berkeley, and we've, we've been a lot of places since it reopened, but Berkeley strikes me as pretty much all the places here have been taking safety extremely seriously seems and, that way to me i've been ordering lots of carry out and every place i've been doing what seems like they've been on top of it it's a it's a good thing to see it, that it has been it's you know part of when you do what we do you know every restaurant has their own personality and i think that's one of the reasons that we've been six well brett i say we but really, oh, Brett's Brett's so, <laughs> Brett's so. I get I get it. You're married, you know. I know how it works. It's not confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think one of the reasons that that he's been as successful as he has with this is that we realize everybody has their own personality. You know, posts that work for Republic are not going to work 
for, you know, some other restaurants. And I think we, what, you know, we were really able to do with all of our clients when this started is we don't know everything. Like if you asked me to put together a formula of what's going to help a restaurant right now. Yeah. All right. Let me look at your restaurant. Let me look at your market. I think it's got to be different for everybody and we don't have all the answers. I think one thing that boils down to is we've gone through so many different, um, you know, new guidelines, you know, how many people can be in a restaurant, you know, 50% capacity to things like that. So it's been constantly changing. So the biggest thing I've been doing with um, my clients is just basically keeping people updated on Facebook. It's the best way to do it. Um, Like she said, I probably have been posting more than I normally would on average, but um, it's just been a necessary way to keep everybody, you know, in the loop. And like Steve said, you know, you're looking to get carry out at a place up north and they don't have a presence. You don't know if they're open or closed or what's going on. They probably have their old hours on their website. Maybe their old hours on their Facebook page. So we've just been trying to stay on top of that and just keep the word out that, hey, we are open or if they haven't updated their Google or their website, then are they up to the task enough to mask and temp every person right. who walks in their door? <laughs> you know, isn't like, that, isn't yeah. that a good point? Mm-hmm. Like you should be questioning other things then if they didn't like spend two seconds to do that and or use the person to do that, right? Like what are yeah. they not what are they not worried about then? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I totally and, agree with that. It kind of shows how you both need each other in that respect, right? You know, you need someone to be thinking about that because you're thinking about maybe 25 other things. Right. Petro, aren't you? And the, the amount that people rely on other groups and sites, you know, for example, the, the Berkeley neighborhood sites, um, Royal Oak has their, this giant group, these have all really been leaned upon pretty heavily by people since this started. So I am on them all day, every day, making sure that if, you know, somebody says, Hey, where do I get great meatloaf? Republica, you know, uh, or a log of meatloaf, which seems to be a lot specifically, you know, or you know, <laughs> just if somebody had a concern about somebody not wearing a mask and, and, and we, we see something like that, we can let, you know, our own, you know, our owners know pretty quickly. Even on things yeah, like Because I think business owners want to know that. And they don't have time. Petro, you're running, I don't know, two restaurants. You've got like a, a half of a litter of kids, a family. <laughs> I you, do, I do. A yeah. hotel. You the don't really have time is, to be checking next door. <laughs> no, the good news is t- if I end up having two more children, I have a full line plus Garmerzan dessert. So, like, I just oh, get to work. Yeah. Um, but that no, makes sense. I see the logic in that. Yeah, there's logic for sure. Um, no, and, and this is why you need to reach out to companies like, um, you know, Such Great Heights is because you, if I'm going to do what, you know, I, I operate on, on an access as, I'm not going to try to make my weaknesses my strengths. Um, my weaknesses are my weaknesses. I'll work on them in my own time, but I need to lean on my strengths to make to make me um, progress, to make my operation get bigger, to you know, I mean, to make my my life uh, fuller, to make my employees happier, you know, to make my customers happier, right? My guests happier, 
And I can't do that if I'm also trying to focus on responding to a Yelp review or trying to get a post on in a timely fashion, you know. And by the way, I'm not as good as they are. So what is what is the point? It, it's like, yeah, I can do my own plumbing, but I'm going to call a plumber if I don't have time to do it, you know. And by the way, the plumber's going to do it a thousand times better than me. And that's the reason why you you, you call upon it, you know. If I if you're going to come and, you know, if, if you're going to have a, 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 I don't know, we're going to stop using meatloaf as an example, but like you're looking for a restaurant. <laughs> I totally um, want meatloaf tonight, though. I know. Yeah, exactly. At first, I thought it was the lamb burger, but now I'm kind of interested in some meatloaf. But you could have me. You can make meatloaf. Tara and Brett can make meatloaf. I can make meatloaf. You know, why do you want to come to me to eat meatloaf? I mean, that's because it's going to be way better than how I could make it. And I don't want to. No, I I hear you. And you shouldn't have to. You're focusing on your daily, right? Business owners need to reach out to other business owners. That's how it's all been since the conception of businesses, right? We cannot survive without other business owners to rely on, whether it's goods and services to ourselves or it's just blowing off steam and talking about, you know, in a consortium of of ideas. Well, that's a great spot to end the show. I want to thank you both for coming on. Uh, Tara and Brett, if people want to get more information about your services, where should they go? They can visit us on our website, sghmarketing.com, or feel free to look us up on Facebook and shoot us a message. And if people want to get more information about Republica, where should they go? So uh, you can go to republicaberkeley.com or uh, you can go to chefpetro.com and then uh, it'll, buy, it'll basically corral you to all points, all, all points that I'm of my integration. But Republica is definitely uh, republicaberkeley.com. Also, if you really want to know what's going on with Republica, just mosey on in and get a there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, we, we, might be, uh, we might be there in the next little bit. <laughs> Well, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on the Berkeley Local Podcast today. Uh, What a great compliment both of you are to each other on this. I wish you uh, continued success and hard work. And once we get through this nasty little COVID thing, we'll all be rocking and making our businesses a lot bigger. I want to thank the Berkeley Chamber uh, for uh, letting me put on the show and the Berkeley DDA for sponsoring it. Uh, Next month, we'll have two more great businesses on. So stay tuned for that show. Uh, please feel free to subscribe to the Berkeley Local Podcast. On We're on all the podcast platforms. You type in Berkeley Local and you'll find us. But thank you both for coming on the show today. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you.